So now your behavior is starting to be affected. Now you're saying, okay, this is the in, in crowd and this is the out crowd. And now your behaviors are favoring one side versus the other. And that's how that leads to discrimination, which is an action that follows prejudicial attitudes. Denial of opportunities are examples or unequal treatment regarding selection, promotion, and et cetera. languages do you speak? One, two, four? I know how to teach you how to speak four languages. Now I know you're probably thinking, what languages can she teach me? Maybe English, Spanish. I think Japanese is really cool. Mandarin. But no, these languages that I want to teach you are languages that are going to make you effective in your business and marketing, even in how you lead and support the people that you're around. It'll help you have effective relationships and realize how to really motivate and inspire people and talk to them in a way to get them excited. I want you to schedule a consultation with me at info at AishaThomas.org if you're a leader of a team, if you have a team that is having issues with conflict, if you're an individual just trying to take your business to the next level or your relationships to the next level. You need this tool because it's going to be so effective that you're going to see the transformation that happens around you. So schedule a consultation with me at info at AishaThomas.org or go to AishaThomas.org, scroll down to the bottom and click on that link for individual consultation. And let's get started on transforming your communication, collaboration, and reducing the conflict that you might face. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me on another episode of Internal Fire. And I want to take a slight pivot and bring you guys the next episode for the self-care that we were having last week. Bring it back to you guys next week to focus right now on the current state, the state of the culture, the state of the country, which right now has erupted because of acts of discriminatory behavior and racism that have cost people their lives. It's been constant constant situations that have been shown on TV, on your social media feeds. And right now, a lot of people are having a lot of discussions and they're not sure how to pivot or respond to this. So I wanted to allow my platform to educate people on what I'm giving leaders and what kind of tools they can utilize to help them lead through a season where discriminatory behavior, racism is such a hot topic. So please get your notepads, really focus in on this message because this might be something that you can utilize in the workspace, even within home to have these discussions that are uncomfortable. But the reality is we are living in a world where discriminatory behavior and racism is still happening. Let's get into this message. I can breathe. So we want to begin with the latest on the death of George Floyd, 46-year-old black man who died after police arrested him Monday night. Outrage started when video of Floyd's arrest was posted to Facebook. In the video, you see an officer kneeling on Floyd's neck, pinning him to the ground outside the Cup Foods, which is a small little grocery store on Chicago and East 38th Street. Floyd died a short time later. City of Minneapolis has been in a state of unrest for days after the video surfaced of Chauvin pressing his knee into George Floyd's Atlanta, where people are filling the streets to protest the death of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and Breonna Taylor, who was gunned down inside of her home. 
in Kentucky. Obviously, the deaths of uh, black men recently have sparked protests all across the United States. Now, the families of George Floyd, Ahmed, Ahmad Arbery, and Breonna Taylor are three black people whose deaths in recent weeks set off national protests. So first, let's talk about how unconscious bias can lead to discrimination. I found a great visual on Catalyst.org that really details this process, but I want to show you how sometimes our unconscious, things that have been embedded from things that we have seen or experienced, how that can lead to potential discriminatory behavior. Because I think even as leaders, as people that are living our daily lives, there are behaviors that we need to check or mindsets we need to check to make sure that we don't end up exuding behaviors that might be discriminatory that you might think was unintentional or don't even realize where did that come from but it's because of that unconscious bias so let's first talk about that first phase in that the first phase in that is what is a stereotype these are wildly held preconceived and oversimplified images or ideas about a person group or a thing and what happens is over time stereotypes can become unconscious bias so think about where you might have learned certain stereotypes. It might have been be from your family. It might have been depictions and things you saw on TV. It might be from the news, depending on the news source you follow or because of, you know, some data that you got that might be just specifically maybe one-sided or only highlight specific things. That might be how you got that stereotype, which now can lead to unconscious bias. And unconscious bias is an automatic association or attitude about a race or gender. That's it, for example. So it could be an association or attitude that's automatic that might be in relation to maybe even um, the sex of the person, a male or female, maybe the cultural background, maybe if they're Muslim um, or Christian. Um, so those are automatic associations or an attitude about a specific, you know, maybe a demographic of people. And that operates beyond our control or awareness. It informs our perception or of a person or social group, and it can influence decision-making and behavior toward the target of the bias, right? And it is a powerful predictor of our behavior. So our unconscious bias, which is fueled by our stereotypes or stereotypes we've seen, can pretty much affect your behavior, and now you're in the phase of prejudging. That's an attitude about a person or a group of people that is based on a belief or a stereotype. So you see how a stereotype can lead into unconscious bias which now leads to you prejudging people. Maybe they walk in the room and you feel uncomfortable. Maybe they're walking past you and you clutch your purse or maybe you want to cross the street. I know I've been guilty of stereotypes, you know, where I see someone walking down the street that might, you know, look a certain way. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable, you know, and that comes from my trauma, which my trauma can might have affected me in a way where now I'm like having prejudgment, Right. But not everyone might not function that way. But a lot of times certain experiences that you have as well could also fill your stereotypes because maybe someone attacked you or somebody hurt you. And now when you see maybe that profile, you automatically are triggered and you respond from your unconscious bias. So that's an example of me. I've been guilty of it. OK, so again, it, it might not always be racial related or gender related. It could be something that could be related to something else. However, it's still a stereotype that's now affecting your unconscious is bias and now you're prejudging and now it affects your behaviors. So based on your preconceptions and unchecked assumptions, it can create in-groups and out-groups by favoring one group over another. So now your behavior is starting to be affected. Now you're saying, okay, this is the in-crowd and this is the out-crowd. And now your behaviors are favoring one side versus the other. 
And that's how that leads to discrimination, which is an action that follows prejudicial attitudes. Denial of opportunities are examples or unequal treatment regarding selection, promotion, and et cetera. And even as a military member, there was a recent article that came out that talked about how African-American military members tend to be reprimanded more than other racial groups. And again, you sometimes don't realize that that might come from those unconscious bias. Maybe those individuals don't even realize that they have a stereotype, which has now affected how they, you know, they're unconscious and now they're moving and they're functioning in a way and they don't even realize there's prejudgment that's affecting their behaviors. And now they're engaged in discriminatory behavior. So I really wanted to break down and have you even ask yourself, man, what kind of stereotypes have I been shown, which might have affected how I see a person, a group? how I function around them, how I respond, because I was even telling in this training to these leaders, we have to check our biases as well. We have to make sure that we are feeding ourselves with positivity and connecting and building relationships with people so we can have a better understanding of who they are versus their stereotypes that might have been depicted on the outside. So ask yourself, do I have certain stereotypes? Do I have certain biases? Have I been prejudging? What phase are you in in this process so you can check it? Make sure you're aware of it and pivot. But I really wanted to break down first how unconscious bias can lead to discrimination. So check yourself so you don't end up in a pattern in a space where you're now engaging in discriminatory behavior. So what is diversity, inclusion, and equity? I think it's important that we set that foundation and have an understanding of what that is. So diversity is, are those protected areas? So typically these are the protected areas that most of us know about where, you know, there's no discrimination in regards to race, age, age, gender, sexual orientation, even people who have certain disabilities. So diversity is, is tied in that those protected areas and the goal is for spaces and places, and again, even our workspaces to mimic how society looks. So for a lot of us, we might live in neighborhoods that are pretty bubbled in. We might have friends and it's pretty much bubbled into a certain demographic. But typically, most of us are exposed to diversity when we walk out the door and we maybe go into a area, uh, maybe you're shopping and you're seeing a diverse and array of people. Maybe it is at work. That's where you are around a lot of diverse people. As a military member, I have met Caucasian men and women who have said I've never been around a black person before. I mean, and I joined when I was 20 years old. So you have 18 year olds. I mean, you you can join as young as 17, but you met a lot of young people who had never been around people of another ethnic group. You had people that had never been around people that lived from other parts of the country. So some people aren't exposed to diversity until they walk out their doors and they go to work. And maybe work is the first place that they're around a diverse group of people. So diversity, the goal is, again, it should mimic how society looks. People who live in New York or have been in New York, oh, it's so diverse out there. But there are certain areas and parts of the country where diversity isn't as much as when you travel around the world. So that's why diversity is important for people to have that bit of an understanding. Because once you start to travel and you see how the world functions, like me as a West African, how my world functions compared to how it is in the United States is completely 
completely different. So diversity, again, is a space that mimics how society looks. But ask yourself, where are you being exposed to diversity? Are you around a diverse group of people? And if you're not, what are you going to do so you can get that understanding of those different places and spaces and people so you can have that, you know, visual or you have that understanding of the different experiences people have. The next thing is inclusion. Inclusions are behaviors now. Again, if I just use the example of the workspace, this is where all are treated fairly and are accepted. So we want to be in spaces where there is inclusion, where we walk into a workspace that I'm treated fairly or are accepted. When I walk into a business that I'm accepted, if I go to the grocery store, I, I'm, I'm treated fairly or, or accepted. When I'm pulled over, that I'm treated fairly and I'm being treated in a way where everybody is or, or can be treated in that you know way that is respectful and, you know, it's policy driven and it's not anything different from other people. So that's what inclusion. Now you're talking about the behaviors now where all are treated fairly and are accepted. And then you have the last part of equity. I think equity is the most important. I mean, I have these conversations all the time, but equity is having that equal access to opportunities and resources. Again, this is equal access to opportunity and resources. Right now in my studies, I finished a paper that talked about um, economic opportunities and I'm highlighting specifically economic opportunities and the lack of there for people who live in low-income neighborhoods and also looking at it from the global aspect to see how this impacts people worldwide and how people need economic opportunities. So to highlight, hey, everyone doesn't have the same opportunities as everyone and how do we build and create processes so Globally, people have the resources so they can build their education systems, where they can have access to jobs, where the jobs that they got they have are fair, and it's not a situation where they're working x amount of hours, but they're only uh, bringing home a hundred dollars a month. Like in my country, the amount of money that people make a month is very low. It's around like a hundred dollars or so. So that's why it's so important that we create spaces and consider, man, do I have equal access to opportunities and resources? Do I provide those opportunities? Again, when you walk into a business, when you get a job, when you say, I want to move up in rank or move up in, you know, the tiers of leadership in my organization, are they allowing you to have equal access? So that's what equity looks like. And that's why I want to provide you these visuals and these examples of what each one looks like. Because again, diversity really is focused on mimicking how society looks. We live in a very diverse area. And again, some of us are in bubbles where we're not exposed to different races, ages, um, different people of sexual orientation, different people from different backgrounds or cultures. Some of us aren't in those spaces, but those people are still human beings living in certain areas. And that might affect how we see See other people because we have been in such a bubble. And then inclusion, again, those are those behaviors, making sure that people are treated fairly and are accepted. And then equity is ensuring that people have the access to opportunities and resources. So I wanted to set a foundation of you understanding what diversity, inclusion, and equity is and how that should look on the outside and how many of us, again, don't think about these things as we're moving around this world, moving around this country or moving throughout the day-to-day of our lives. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here for the other half of this message. That'll be back to you in one second. 
What's up guys, I wanted to personally invite you to my free coaching sessions that I have for you every week. If you're a business leader, if you're trying to build up a team, maybe you lead in an organization or a business, and you're just trying to figure out some strategies of how to be more effective with your communication. Maybe you're a new entrepreneur or you're trying to become an entrepreneur and you just need some strategies to be an effective leader in how you brand, how you do all the things that come with managing a business need to utilize these resources. So go to my website, AishaThomas.org, under the resources page and get all these details. Also, you can get leadership tips right to your cell phone by subscribing to my text community. All you have to do is text the letter A plus, A-P-L-U-S, to 31996. Again, that's A plus to 31996 and get leadership tips right to your phone. I don't know what you're waiting for, but I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you get to the next level. You can do it. I'm a single mom. I have a full-time job. And in every aspect, even at home, I have to be effective as a leader. So let me help you. Let me guide you. Make sure you go to my page, AishaThomas.org, under those resources tabs and get the tools that you need so I can help you take things to the next level. See you soon. What's the difference between empathy and sympathy? Many people get these two words confused. Both words come from a common root, pathos. It's a Greek word that means passion, suffering, and experience. The M in empathy means in. So literally, you are feeling in with another person when you're expressing empathy. In the case of sympathy, you're feeling with. The sim portion means with. I'm with you. Alfred Adler gave a great example of what empathy is. Empathy is seeing with the eyes of another, listening with the ears of another, and feeling with the heart of another. When you express empathy, you're using other people's values and experiences to understand their situations. With sympathy, you're using your own values and experience to convey your own emotions to other people. So now that we have an understanding of diversity, inclusion, and equity, now that we understand that we need to verify and just really look back and make sure that we don't have stereotypes that's affecting our unconscious bias that could lead to behaviors that could evolve into discrimination, because I really want us to self-assess. Check that, because again, that might affect how you show up on the outside, how you lead, how you engage with other people. That part is so important. Now we're going to enter a phase where developing empathy Empathy is so important. And I think developing empathy can apply to everything that you do. For example, I remember a time when before I had children and I worked with someone who was a single mother and she would always call in. And I remember I had to pick up some of her work. And I remember thinking in my head, like, man, why is she always calling in? I don't get it. You know, she she's probably making it up and using her child as a way. I mean, this was when I was I mean, this was my thought, my thought process when I was in my early 20s before I had children. But once I had a child, once I had children that you have appointments for, once I had a child that had special needs and I was calling out a lot, it was a different I got an understanding because now I can sympathize because now I was in it. And a lot of us sometimes can't understand what people are going through until we're in it. But if you never experience a level of discrimination, if you never experience any of these things that you're seeing people upset about, empathy allows you to have an understanding of the feelings and the emotions of other people. That's what empathy is. Again, I repeat, empathy is understanding the feelings and the emotions of other people. So how do we develop that? 
And there was a study that was done. Again, I was doing this training for leaders and it was a 2018 study by the state of workplace empathy and 90%, excuse me, 96% of the participants said employers should, they should have a level of empathy. They believe that this is something that they should have that understanding because as a team member, if I come to you and I'm saying, ah, I need to call out because I need a mental health day, or I need to call out because my child is having an issue. They have been some people that have, that don't understand it. Like, okay, well you have a kid, I don't get it. And they might treat that person differently, but you have other people that's like, okay, I understand that. You know, you have to, you have responsibilities and they work through the process of understanding that person's situation, even if that's not their reality. And that's what I love so much about empathy. Again, sympathy is where you can, okay, I can understand. I can relate to losing a parent. I can relate to having a child. I can relate to dealing with discriminatory behavior, but there are a lot of us out there that might not understand or might never have that experience. You might never have that experience ever. However, build that understanding of those feelings and emotions of other people. Listen. So that's one of the first steps in the process. Be able to listen to understand, even if you can't relate. Listen. And that's what I was talking about before in diversity. Some of us live in neighborhoods. Some of us live in this bubble and we haven't been around diversity or a diverse group of people. And it doesn't mean for you to go out and just start, you know, connecting the people or just walking up the street and saying, hey, sir, um, would you mind sitting down with me and having a cup of coffee and let's talk about your experience? I mean, hey, that could happen. I've heard stories of that happening, but really being open to connect with people maybe within your workspace that you haven't talked to before. Or maybe just educating yourself by looking at documentaries. I mean, YouTube have so many stories and documentaries about experiences that people have that might give you a taste or understanding of what people deal with on the other side. One of the documentaries that I watched was called The Innocence Files. I love it because it focused on how a lot of these people have been exonerated due to DNA evidence for crimes they didn't commit. And a lot of them do have racial undertones. Um, a lot of them have, you know, just stories of situations where it was witness testimony that was incorrect, that caused them to serve so much time in prison, and now DNA exonerated them. And just hearing those people's background, which again, a lot of them are African-American individuals who unfortunately, they, you know, they were chosen or they were picked out of a lineup, but it wasn't them that committed the crime. And it might be because of their demographic. Some of them is because one individual, it was because of a tist or an issue between him and ex-girlfriend. But these experiences are things that we don't hear about. We don't hear about people that go through these other experiences. And I love documentaries and I love watching them because you get to hear a perspective from other people. So go on Netflix if you don't have it. Shout out Netflix. You know, this is a, you know, not a plug. You know, I, I would love for you to sponsor me. But shout out to Netflix because they have so much information out there. Even Amazon, their service, their streaming service, they have so many documentaries that allow you to get an understanding of the different perspectives if you don't have a opportunity to sit down and have a conversation. So what can you watch? We watch so much stereotypical TV, but we don't actually watch the lives and the experiences of these people we don't know. So do that. Take time to really learn and understand and say, maybe I'll read a book from somebody that doesn't look like me. Maybe I watch a documentary about someone's life that doesn't look like me so I can expand my mindset. But also if you are around people Listen to understand. This is so you can gain that understand, even, understanding even if you can't relate. 
Also build relationships, especially if you're a leader. I think it's so important that you build relationships with your team members. It doesn't have to be something that goes beyond the workplace, but just those simple things, understanding, oh, they might have three, four children. They might have a grandmother or a mother that they're taking care of. Just the basic information can really allow you to understand the lives of people and build a trust, but try to build those relationships and connect with people that might not look like you, people that you might not have had a conversation with, but especially if you're a leader in a workspace, get to know your people, build those relationships, which will aid in you having that understanding and that empathy that will allow you to connect in some kind of way when they do have these experiences. And ask how you can support. If you are someone that is connected and you're in a leadership space, hey, how can we support you? Is it maybe ensuring that you have a certain type of diversity training in the workspace? Is it maybe, again, going out and saying, okay, let me donate to this organization? There's some people that have gone out and protested, not saying that you have to do those things, but there are different ways you can support. And it could be by saying something, you know, because sometimes silence speaks a lot. There might be people that are dealing with things or you might have a coworker that might say something derogatory that you'll that you never said anything about. And then it's it's evolved to discriminatory discriminatory behavior that who knows if it was addressed earlier, it would have never evolved to that. So there's so many different things that you might find yourself being able to do, even if you're, again, not the person that's being discriminated against or affected by specifically about what people are upset about today. So I hope these ways and these things you can implement so you can really self-assess because self-assessment is going to be the biggest one. Self-assess, look at yourself first, look at your behaviors, look at what you're been, you've been silent about or not, not really expanding your mind about. And then now this allows you to show up and have a level of understanding through empathy that will allow you to understand like, okay, I don't understand. I can't relate. I don't get it, but at least I have this understanding because I'm seeing things from a different perspective. So I hope this helps. I hope this really helps you navigate through this season. I pray for everybody and the families affected during this time. I really, really do. This is a, this is hard, especially being something that, that is connected, who can relate. It's hard to watch. I've cried over this, but I pray for everybody out there affected by this. We love you. We appreciate you, every single one of you. But make sure that as an individual, because I think this is an individual act, as individuals, we need to check ourselves. It's not a police officer thing. It's an individual thing. It's the person that wears that uniform. It's that person behind the person that calls the cops on someone because they feel uncomfortable because they might tell them, hey, you need to put your dog on a leash. It's, be- it's that person behind, hey, do you guys belong here? Because someone looks a certain way, you'll ask if they belong here. It's an individual thing. It, it really is. So I want, you, I want us as individuals to look at, let's check ourselves and hold people accountable if we are in spaces where we can do that. And look at the individual, the individual that's performing that act that might, on, that might have on this uniform, that might have on this outfit, but behind it, it's an individual that might have some things that needs to be checked, some things that need to be addressed. That individual is taking that action and allowing it to happen. And then also all those individuals that are watching it happen and not doing or saying anything about it because they too must be held responsible. So I want you to look at the individual behavior of yourself, making sure that you're speaking up, making sure that you're having that level of understanding. Because again, although you might not relate, at least build up that understanding, but build up that level of empathy. 
And most importantly, let's love, let's support one another, let's be kind to one another and really work on this process of being different and doing things different so we can heal this world, get past COVID and get get past this season where there are a lot of hearts broken because of the injustices that are happening around the world. Blessings to you guys and have a great week. I got you. It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are Stoop Fire. Oh, and by the way, that's fire with a Y. What's going on, everyone? Internal fire. Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire. (laughs) (laughs) Unlocking the fire within. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's grow. Speak fire. Speakfire.com. Speak fire with a Y. We have a new episode that comes out every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with us? Deuces. I want to shout out all my faithful listeners for tuning in every week. And don't forget to follow me on social media at Miss Aisha Speaks on all platforms. That's M-S-A-I-S-H-A Speaks. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Turn your notifications on and leave a comment if this podcast has blessed you in any kind of way. I thank you for all your support. Many blessings to you.